Yo, this is Jake Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. Yo, yo. Yay, good morning, sir. How are you, sir? Salute. So, uh, this is my man, Getz, Mateo. What up, what up, what up? Legends, uh, somebody I made a lot of music with in the past, uh, somebody who continues to make music, now which is not with me because I'm out of that game right now. Um, this is somebody who has, I don't know, four to seven different side hustles. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And uh, just uh, this is my guy, man. I've been friends with you for 13 years solidly. I've known you for probably 20, 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, what's good with you, man? Chilling, chilling, man. Just, you know, working hard, knocking these albums out for next year, preparing them for um, the release in next year. Nice. So, I got an album with Thurston Howell III produced all by me. I got a production album, producer's album, um, with legends on the album, like from people we grew up to listening to and admire, you know, respecting to the local people that I fu- I've been messing with, fucking with for like twenty something years. Nice. It's been it's it's, it's bittersweet because you know I should have dropped a long time ago, but maybe so it's better that it came out like this. Yeah. So good. Finally, finally putting it out. So, you know, I was blessed to be able to do it, and that's what's going. Yeah. Put it, put it on Spotify, please. Don't hit me. Oh yeah, I'm doing everything. I mean, I'll buy a CD because you're my dude, but I'm not gonna listen to it. I'm just gonna have it hanging out. I'm I'm gonna have (laughs) nah. I'm gonna have on flash drives too. I'm designing a special flash drive for it. So. Yeah. um, Cause that's how I listen to everything is on my phone. If, it, if it's if you can't put it on my phone, I'm all set. No, I'm definitely doing Spotify and all those uh, net out uh, those you know those outlets, and Amazon. Or whatever. I know, but I gotta have I'm everything just because it's collectors. You know what I mean? Collectors that collect all that type of good stuff. They want that stuff in the hand, like me. Like I, I'd rather a CD or a flash yeah. than anything. Right. Me going online buying, man, maybe. I'm more like I need that. I want to see the artwork and the craftsmanship of the CD and who's on it and read the credits and you know who produced what. Yeah, no, from I, that I, era, I, you know, the old school era, like how we grew up to like shit, you know. I I, I am too, man. Honestly, but the fact that I can find a song on Spotify and if I like it, send it to you really quick and like. No, but see, that's what everyone has to tap into that market too, and tap into that avenue, because that's the way the world's working. You can right. still do the old school thing, but you still got to do the avenue that's come that's now. Right, right, right. You got like, to touch every angle, anyways, because yo, if you just say you had a show, just giving them a card that says, "Oh, go on," they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna take that. They're probably gonna lose the card. No, nah, you're right. You know what I mean? They want to see, like, oh, man, so now you, you're missing sales. You could have made a couple hundred dollars right there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to touch every angle. 
and work yeah. until the record, until you can't work it anymore. You know what I mean? You just got to work everything like that until you can't work it anymore. <laughs> I like that. That's going to be the name of this, Work Every Angle. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so yeah. I want to talk to you about our times that were the fun times we've had at the CT Barber Expo. Oh, those are the dopest fucking those that's like my favorite thing to do every I wait for it every year. I was trying to go to the Las Vegas joint, but you know, shit didn't work out, but it is what it is. Yeah. So whenever we go whenever we go to those things Gets I, is I, out of control. I tell you to shut up at least twice. Yeah, and I say, okay, and then I just go bounce my way. <laughs> And uh, I want to talk specifically about a time where there was a celebrity barber there that we all knew who he was, and he's probably the most famous barber at the time. This is probably three years ago. Yes, sir. And you, <laughs> and you were like, I'm not sweating this dude, man. Everybody's standing in line to slob this dude. I'm not doing that, man. And you, <laughs> he walked by you, and you were like, yo, I know you. Where do I know you from? And then he was playing stupid like he didn't know he was famous. He's like, uh, I don't know. Like, are you from Framingham? I think I know you from Framingham. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was funny. Oh, dude, I was on the floor. I'm like, yo, this is the probably the most famous man in this industry right now at the time. Well, at the time, anymore. yeah. There was all except Rob, the original. He was there, but. Yeah. He's pretty yeah, famous, true. too. He's pretty famous, too. And the person that put it together um majors and yeah. shit yeah yeah no right now but at the time i just oh yeah. yeah 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 he was I, really that's one thing I he loved you know what man. it was you know what it is everyone has their own famous stat- status he was just mainstream status famous he moved his underground status to mainstream when he started doing all the product lines and all that shit that's yeah. how he was trying to go for the corporate blow up yeah, that's that was his angle. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, and it works. Which, 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 yo, I salute you, man. If you could do that, of course, go for it. Not everybody wants to do that route. No, and and it's it's just that's just the where we're from. That's Massachusetts. Like I'm not sweating anybody. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> like I'm somebody too, motherfucker. I'm, I'm not a tough got. guy, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sweating anybody. I'll. I'll be cool with you. You know what I mean. And if you're kind of a D back, yeah, then I'm like, all right, yeah. cool, keep it moving. I don't really need to be like, yo, you have this many followers, yay! Or I can't believe you got your product line at Target. Uh, we yeah. should hang out. We should be friends. I don't really just like if I get the chance to talk to you, then I'll let you know how impressed I am with you, and then we'll keep it moving. Yeah, um, I I'll chop it up with you, and that's it. Yeah, that's funny, man. Um, I'm thinking of another time too, man. Do you remember that time we went? This is we're going back. We're going back like 12 years, probably. Oh damn! We went to a duck down show. Oh shit! At the, at the Middle East, and <laughs> afterwards we went to Little thing. Stevie's to get a slice. Is before Little Stevie's became oh, like a shit. became like a high end pizza joint when it was just a divey neighborhood spot. And there was these two dope chicks behind us that looked like they could have been modeling for Abercrombie. And do you remember that at all? Yeah, I kind of remember, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I mean, we were both single. I said some shit. I figured yeah. what I said. You're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it's still me. talking like, hey. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> 
Yo, we seen Slain there one day too. He like popped up out of the blue when we was crossing the street. Yeah, that was the same night. Oh, it was, was the same yeah. night. Oh, now nah, I definitely remember that night. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fly night. That was a good night. Yeah. Many good nights. Every night at the Middle East when Getz is in the building <laughs> is a great night. Because I'm always backstage. I don't know how I, they don't know how I do it, but I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. How does that happen? Uh, you know, you got to grease the wheel every once in a while. Talk to the security guards, build a repertoire with them, you know, give them some CDs, some free shit. You're losing, but you're not. You're gaining because next time they see you, they respect you. Be like, yo, I need to go back there, son. Well, hook me up. They'd be like, all right, cool. I remember one time I was DJing for Kamal Wali's little bullshit set with with somebody in Worcester, and the the place was trash. It was like so small. So I'm like, this is when a, a friend of mine had a at a like a blog site, and he posted he was in in the Middle East with Havoc. I say, yeah, I got to go. And mind you, it was really late. And on that day, they closed early. So it was like, a, I, I might be able to make it. But fuck it, I got to try it anyways. So I went. I got there. It was like 1 o'clock. I'm like, God, oh, they're fucking probably going to, they're probably ending it. Yo, they extended it to 2, which uh, is crazy. He said he was with Havoc from Mob Deep. Nah, yeah, Havoc was there performing because okay. Prodigy was locked up at the time. Rest in peace. But um, so he was killing it. So Term was there too. He was performing. I guess he opened up or something. So when I went there, I seen one of my security dudes. So I I, I was like, fuck that. I don't want to pay $20. Because, yo, it's only an hour. I was being cheap, what it was. And I was like, I see my man. He came up. I said, yo, son, how we doing? Though? Yo, I got the new joints. Yo, check it out, man. Here. Yo, how how we looking downstairs? Crazy? He's like, yo, it's crazy. I was like, yo, what's up? Slide slide one of them, them things on my wrist, man. Let me go down there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I got you. Told the girl, yo, hook him up with a wristband. And he's like, yo, just don't go backstage. Nah, son, I'm not going backstage, man. I didn't want to do that, man. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, bad. I was like, good looking. So I went downstairs right before I even got searched. Some white, crazy white, white dude, fucking drunk as shit, was like, yo, what's up with them CDs? I go, $10 a piece. He goes, that's what I'm saying. I seen him pull out a, 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 a hundred. I said, bet, drop my CDs. <laughs> All right, thank you. Have a great day. And then nice. I walked in. I made already my quota. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, see, if I didn't even go, I wouldn't even have made 100. Did you go so, backstage? Yeah, I went backstage, too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So why, why do you think they don't want Mateo Getz to go backstage? I have to be honest. I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> just like this fucking white kid. I, I'll tell you another time, man. I went backstage. My man Rockness from uh, Helter Skelter was there with my man Sean Price. God rest his soul. So I'm there. My man... My man Dio's there. He's excited to see Price, but Price is Price, right? So he sees me. He shows me utmost respect and love. He gives me that. He, he walks by my man Dio like this. Some. Then I see Rock. So Rock's performing. So I'm not even, like, announcing that I'm here. Nothing. Like, I'm not even. I'm just at the pole. You know how there's, like, a pole to hold up the building? Yeah, so I'm before. just there, right? So I'm yeah. just there watching him perform. Oh, shit. So he turns around and takes off his jacket, Rock. 
and sees me, smiles, and stops his set to go give me that. Wow. Like, <laughs> like mad love, dog. Every time I see him, massive love. Massive. Like, last time I seen we did the show, it was the Sean Price event for, for him because he passed. Memorial. Uh, they, yeah. I, I went backstage because, you know, um, my man Wally's son won tickets. So he's like, yo, son, I'm going to let you come rock with me backstage. I was like, all right, cool. So I went. I went backstage, whatever. Yo, he got up. Rock got up out of his seat. Said, "What up? Give me a hug." I'm like, "Yo, man, what's good, baby? Chilling." Like, it was like, "Yo, I've known these dudes twenty years." Yeah, that's, ever that's since kinda, I was true. like a teenager. They just see me. They're like, "Yo, this crazy white boy, man." Every time I see this dude, he's everywhere. I see him like it's crazy. Like the time I went to the um, Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Hip Hop Fest. Yo, son, I got on stage. Raekwon stopped this set and just stared at me. <laughs> and was like, who the fuck is this white dude with all the low life shit on? Uh, yo, crazy, son. Like, I, yo, I met everybody, son. I even met Jay-Z, son. Jay-Z dissed the shit out of me. <laughs> dissed the shit out of me, bro. Yo, straight up. Yo, I see him. Vic's like, yo, so we're chilling, right? We're lamping. We're, we're just watching the show. Jay Electronic is performing. And then he, and then one of our low lifes is, comes comes up to us like, yo, Jay here? They're like, yeah, he's on stage. Jay Electronic is nah. Jay Z's here. Yeah, right. You bullshitting. He ain't here. He's here. Vic's like, Thurston's like, yo, son, you know what you got to do, right? I'm like, dog, I can't get a, get near him. But he's like a high celebrity. There's no way I'm gonna get near Jay. He goes, yo, son, you gotta do it. Gave me all his shit, so I'm running. Because he's about to be on stage, or he's already on stage. So I'm running fast. I see the security. I say, yo. Because at that time, when Jay got there, they shut the, the backstage thing back down. Because before, you could just walk, rock back there. Raekwon was there and all that. So he goes, I was like, yo, son, I need a silver wristband now. I need to go back there, son. He's like, yo, I got you. Back. <laughs> what back are, you there, are you a Jedi? How do you just tell people to give you wristbands like yo son and i just met son i just met him that day and i became cool with him and he hooked Uh, me up all night he hooked us all up all night we got in for free through sadatx is a low light brother and he's on my album shameless plug and then um (laughs) and then so he let it he got us in because yo the tickets was massive tickets like 40 50 dollars and we had a really low budget me and Vic. so me and thirst had a low budget we get in. I become cool with him. He hooks it up all night. We, we're chilling with Psycho Less and all that. And, like, like massive people. Um, Vic didn't even want to perform. They needed someone to fill in for, like, 10 minutes. I go, you better get up there, dude. Like, yo, you need to go up there. Because you know how he, he a business dude. And I'm like, nah, go up there. It's a good look, Vic. Telling me. So he rocked real quick. They took yeah, a fly Brooklyn, pick. Yeah. So then... You know, so I get back there, and then I see African Pimp Bada and all these crazy, like, you know, like, Fabulous was there. Like, yo, wow. Uncle Murder, like, yo, Papoose, like, just crazy people. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So then I, I see, so I said, yo, has Jay-Z come down yet? And they're like, nah, nah, he's still on stage. So, yo, there's, like, one of those barricade things that, you you know, they have, like, one of them little metal fences, you know, they do for marathons yeah, and all that. looks like a bike rack. Yeah, so they got a butt the one of them things, right? So so I'm like just standing in front of it. <laughs> like this is my job. Like I'm getting I'm getting at him. 
fuck that. <laughs> so when he comes out, and mind you, we got Nation of Islam as security in the whole place. That and, and um, and, and who, 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 it was Nation of Islam, and it was, um, I forget who else. But anyway, so, so he comes out, and I just, like, have my hand out with, with the CDs and DVDs, and he just looked at me and shook his head, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, so then he goes in this car, and he goes in this truck, and there's, a like, a little bit of a window open. I wanted to chuck some shit something in that thing. And I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to relax. Yeah, you might get shot. Yeah, or arrested. <laughs> Being Rikers and shit. Uh, but it was a good yeah. time, and by the time we left New York, someone posted on a major publication, and I was all in the video when I was on stage with Raekwon. They showed uh, my face for like 10 minutes. Oh, uh, that's cool. Hard. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Oh, the get stories. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, you said that people just stop and look at you like, who is this white boy? Uh, how would you describe your look, man? How would you de- how would you describe to the people who don't know you how you look? Uh, a hip hop head, <laughs> <laughs> a straight boom bap hip hop walking white boy. <laughs> <laughs> just some kid that's from from the suburbs of Framingham near Boston. Just grew up to hip hop since he was little, like since I was five, and just. Always wanted to do music. The only person in my family that does music. And just fell in love with the art. Fell in love yeah. with the game. Fell in love with the hustle. You know, like, I didn't get a handout my whole career. I put every dollar into it. Knowing no one threw money at me, I threw my own money in it. Right. I could have bought, like, a couple houses by now. Yeah. Uh, wow. How much yeah. money I invested in. In myself. And that's what's crazy because these young kids growing up think, oh, because they got talent that they should get put on. Nah, man. No one's going to put you on unless you put yourself on. Like, how you expect someone out of nowhere to invest in you if you ain't investing in yourself and dropping your own shit? Yeah. That's just weird to me. That's corny. To me, you have to earn your stripes. And that's how I feel about the game. Like, if you don't earn your stripes, I don't care how nice you are. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, get out of here. Like, I had to work for everything I earned in this game. I put all my money and blood, sweat, and tears in it. Like, that's just what I was brought up doing. Right. I I understand the angle you're coming from on that. And I think it goes worldwide. And that's when people start talking about, oh, millennials and millennials. And, and, you know, it's not really – I'm not going to label it a generation. But there's definitely a supreme laziness – and like a supreme recognition that everybody thinks that they deserve for simple stuff. I see it around the shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I say, like I see it within people. I, I little the, like the youngsters growing up in Framingham doing that thing. A couple of them said a couple. They I say, yo, you bugging? You crazy? Get on because you know how many nice rappers there on this world. Right. No, I want to see. I want to see ninety percent. You show me ninety percent, I'll fuck with you. But if you think you're just gonna show me ten percent, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. I don't want to hear nothing like that. Cause I had a guy had to show my hundred percent. I show my ninety and my ten. Yo, talent is ten percent of the game, bro. Like if you if you ain't hustling and making it happen, 
and politicking and handing CDs out. I went with someone to a show, youngster. I ain't going to say names. I said, yo, son, you didn't bring no CDs? He goes, nah. I go, yo, son, why? He goes, oh, because, you know, my team, my partner did a different type of record. But I'm like, yeah, but that's your team. That's your man, right? You on the record. You have to yeah. push it. You have to push it. You're on the record. Like, that shit fucked yeah. my head up. That blew my mind. I'm like, what? Like, yo, son, you're on it. That's your partner. And you're on the record. You have to put, you have to hand it out. If if that, sell it. If you can't sell it, hand it out. You know how many CDs I handed out before I started selling CDs? Yeah. And making a buck? Endless. Endless yeah. CDs. I, I, I invested so much into this craft. Like, it's crazy. But you know what? <laughs> I will never take it back. No, I understand. Man. I'd rather go broke all day because this is what I enjoy. This this gives me life. This is what I'm for. This is what makes me alive. I love that shit. I love the hustle. I love being there. I love selling shit. Like, word. I just sold some shit. Word. Yeah, it makes you happy. Yeah. Like, that's important, man. That's important, right? But I think getting back to the young boy, old, old man thing, there's definitely... A, an expected recognition for simple stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like my kids are little now. So when they make their bed, it's a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. and I let them know how big a deal it is. Now, when they're 12 and they make, and they don't, and they just, and they're making their bed and they want me to be like, yay, good job. You made your bed. I'm going to tell them to go kick rocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that doesn't, be, we didn't grow out of that somehow. Some kids, you know, I've had I've had barbers be like, "Hey, I was on time every day this week." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what you're supposed that's to do." Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what you're supposed and to do. And they really got kind of heated, like, "Oh, I didn't, you didn't give me a, you didn't give me a high five, or you didn't tell me I'm awesome." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, because that's not awesome yet." <laughs> like that's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's like job, that's neutral. Yeah, you're still you just got back to neutral from reverse. So like, let's go into first gear, and then we'll start maybe a little bit of like attaboy, but. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's in anything, man, you know, and you gotta, you know, I, for me, I'm always trying to be careful to not be the grumpy old man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, all right, when I was a kid, blah, blah. but I just want people to understand there's a big difference. You know what I mean? Like you got to work a lot, you got to work hard. And, and I, and I've said many times on this cast that my yeah. music really didn't take off because I really didn't push it. I didn't sell it like that. I didn't. I, I think you did your thing. I think you I, just got discouraged. Wait. I got, I like, I lost my, I didn't. You lost love, your appetite on it. Like, I, I didn't really you, love doing it anymore. Like, I kind of realized as I was making my last album that I'm not really a studio rapper that has concepts and, and hooks and all that stuff. Like, I, every four years, I'll make a banger that's like that. Every four years, I have a really good song. I was like, wow. Like, there's still, like, there's a few songs that I made, like, oh, that I listen to today, and I'm like, wow, man, I'm so glad I made that song. That, that is a piece of art right there. But most of the time, it's just three discombobulated verses and just like a verbal hook or like a cut-up hook. And that's Yo, it. I, I got to say, though, I think from from the beginning of the Beat Dreams and all that, I think you killed it. I think you was killing it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I appreciate I, I was that. It. I was seeing the hustle. Like, I wasn't – I was rocking with you, but we weren't really – kind of doing shit yet because beat dreams were first 
then later on, then I was your DJ for a little bit. Then I needed to get a job and welcome to real life. <laughs> and then I and you know we still did joints, but like the hustle I seen was crazy. And we was rocking with G Square, you know, legendary G Square. Like that was crazy just to be in a studio and it was ill, like XL and shit, being coming friends with these, like rocking all these dudes. I'm like, like hip hop friends at, at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Now, I always thought that was a pretty amazing thing on your part, was that, like, you literally have steel and text phone number in your phone, right? Like, right now. Yeah. Like, you were just showing me text yesterday from Steel from Smith & Wesson. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, crazy. Like, you, you call up MOP, like, hey, what's good? Just checking in. <laughs> Ron G, you know? like Yeah. It, it, Ron G been rocking me for years since I started the original wrestling brand. Yeah. I approached him like, yo, I'll send you free gear, man. Just rock it. And he's like, yeah, I got you. And then I never actually physically met him till like recently, like a couple years ago. And I had him do um, my brother Jackson, which is my artist, his 40th twin, him and Sunday's um, 40th birthday party. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, man. So that was the first kind of time. Well, no, I, I ain't going to lie. I did meet him one time before that. At um, Middle East, matter of fact, there was a coast to coast, uh, like what do you call it? Like they they rap and then heads vote on who's what or whatever, like yeah, audition the, type of thing. And then yeah, was, he was there, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got mad shirts for you right now, son!" And then he hooked me out, like, "Yo, give me the wristband so I can come back." I had to ask Lee's. I was like, "Yo, Lee's, I need to go talk to my man over there, man. Let me through." Like, damn, really? Like he was a mad, I think. But he's like, "All right, <laughs> follow me." I I love Lee's man. He's a good dude. We just used to butt heads back in the day. Yeah, well, because you get were... it though. <laughs> I get it. He has a stressful job. I get it. Yeah, you know, and you he he had a system, and you always trying to beat it. That's all. Yeah, I'm just, just... trying to get off. I'm just trying to make it happen. Yeah, I'm a little uh, like, dude, like you, you gotta let me rock. Like, I've been doing my thing. Like, come on, man. Like, he used to get mad. Like, like, don't I have a name just as much as anybody back here. How you going to tell me I can't be back here? You know, I've been rocking years before you even started. Yeah. So I've been here since I was 15 years old. <laughs> like, what do you mean I can't come back here? Yo, you, that's like, they're not, come on, man. Like, you got to let me rock. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm just trying to politic and build. Yeah, and I think that's the. I think that's what always impressed me about you, man. Is your insatiable hustle, man. You like, yeah. When like I lost, this, when we lost it all, I had to. You right. So you got a little fuel to the fire, right? So, you know, there's my all right, pop, so there's, Mr. A gave me that that trait. I learned that from him. Yeah, you're you're a survivor. Yeah, you can do what it takes. So, but you got your your regular day job. You got your music. Mm-hmm. You got the t-shirts. Yeah, my clothing brand, yeah. Yeah, which is what? It's called Original Recipe. Right. Um, it's a thing. It's more than shirts now. It's a couple. It's headwear. It's getting into the headwear. Eventually, I want to get into, like, doing, like, jeans and shit like that and, like, you know, sneaker offs and stuff, sneaker collabs. But that's wishful thinking in the future. But 
But the most yeah. part is just T-shirts with sayings and hip-hop T-shirts, funny T-shirts, logos. Like, I got an original Friends line, which I dedicate to, like, people in my life that are cool. Like, my man Mouse. I got one with my pops, Mr. A. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My mom's, Mrs. A, Yellen Joellen. We got her up on there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let me, talk, uh, let me stop you there for a second. Her, okay. What? <laughs> Talk me through how you used to um, basically threaten your family members by putting them on a t-shirt. <laughs> you oh, would, yeah. You would, when would they started mistreating you, you'd be like, Yeah, Look. I get totally shit-faced. <laughs> Back in the twenty, in my 20s, I was a super bad alcoholic. And I would just say, oh, yeah, keep fucking with me. I'll fucking put you on a shirt. I'll make you famous for real. <laughs> And I, and one day I came home from being drunk. I put one of my guest productions, which is my record labels, um, hat on. My mom thought it was funny, took a picture of her, and made that into a shirt. <laughs> and and soon I'm gonna have Mr. A faces everywhere on stickers everywhere in the town. It's gonna say hashtag Where's Angelo, and has <laughs> got to put hashtag Where's Angelo when they see it and they take a flick with it. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, and it was crazy, too, because I got the Mateo Guest campaign hard. So I, I put myself on the back burner for a lot of years, probably like 15, 20. I focused more on my artists, putting them out there. I did a couple joints here and there within the albums, but I don't think, I don't know if I don't think I was ready then, but now I'm ready. Like, now it's it's Mateo Guest time. Like, it's Guest time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, the world needs to hear my shit. Like, <laughs> as far as my I production, so my production got way better since I started. Anyway, so maybe everything was aligned for this this time period. Yeah, so, and then that's just so I put stickers everywhere. Everyone be taking pictures of the stickers. Like, yo, I see you. I see yo. Some one was on a car, like a minivan. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Person was in a line of traffic and seen it. Mess my head up. So I'm like, y'all don't even put them on cars. That's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, this is what I this is what I've always said. This is you talk about it's Mateo guest time. I've been saying that for about a year. I don't have the time I want to put into helping you get this done. But no, I know. When you get on a rant, and I, it's the funniest. It's some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh and yeah, remember that one time that friend we used to know. That was, yeah, that was a good one. I so I don't want to secretly record you and put it on there. I want you to. That's probably the best way to get it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that. So anyway, there needs to be a show, a YouTube show, where it's you and me and my dad. Oh, Mister D, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> and and <laughs> and it will just be you laughing at him. Saying this shit, talking that shit, talking that shit, talking that shit. He's a fucking man, boy. I love your father. First, uh, side note, I want to cut you off. First time I met his father. Oh, man. It was your 30th birthday party. I forget where it was. I want to say it was at uh, John John Harvest, right? Yeah. So I get there. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a hug and all that because, you know, I'm very affectionate with my friends. No, you know, you know. Yeah, and then and, uh, and then and then this guy's where's my hug and I'm like hugging him and I'm looking at JDO like 
Yo, Muma hugging, dog. Yo, I feel, I feel violated. I don't know why. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's my pops. And I go, oh, snap. What up? <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Oh, man, your brother, too, man. I love your brother, man. Your brother's a dude right there. Uh, my my brother's the funniest human being oh, I've ever man. met. People are like, yeah, Mateo, guess, you, you see, he's awesome. You'll, you'll throw some underground stuff, and then it's just like, oh, my God, yo, big pun. I haven't heard this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you bring me right into Onyx. Yeah. And I'm listening to yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, I'm, and then he came in one day and he's like, Yeah, it's my birthday. I'm like, oh, snap. How about yo? I got you. And you're like, Yo, it's your birthday? Oh, okay. Yeah, I felt stupid. Yeah, that was funny, though. He's to get a haircut. He's like, It's my birthday. I'm like, It's your birthday today? I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, Oh, geez. All right. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> I saved the day. Gets always saves the day. I hope I, I gave up him with a can on Oh, yeah, man. he's so, a good guy. He's funny. So I think that you are superiorly funny. But I think that you don't know what it is that actually makes you funny to be able to. You just get on these rants and you're like, oh, that just came like a wave. Like you didn't really make it happen, but it's here and you're dealing with it. Yeah. And then my my whole thing has always been that with people would absolutely pay money to see you do what you do if they could turn you off and turn you on when they want. Uh, that's true. Because, because there's been nights, and I'm not talking shit. This is just, we know the truth. There's oh, been nights on. where I'm looking at you going, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to shut the fuck you up. You really just need to stop. And I can't turn you off, and I can't leave because we're in the same car for the next couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> there's times I'm like, all right, can you just chill, it down just a little bit? sit a couple plays out? Cause <laughs> you're like, can you stop drinking at this point of the night? Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. <laughs> then you see me double fisted, like this fucking kid does not listen to me at all. Yeah, like at That's- the last expo, I'm like, hey, we gotta go. Okay, no problem. Okay, I'll be out front. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, twenty minutes goes by. Where Text the hell are hey, you? Man, I got it. Seriously, I gotta go. I got stuff I gotta do when I get home. All right, no doubt, no doubt. I'll be there soon. <laughs> 20 minutes after that, I send you a message. Yeah, how much you think an Uber costs from Hartford to... All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> All right, damn, you know, he's ruined it. No, I'm just kidding. And then, and then what go. happens? Then we get in the car and they go, yeah, here's those senior cordless that no one had. It's found them for you. Yeah, I felt like a douche. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that you're like, good. hey. Uh, did you get the Clippers? I'm like, uh, I didn't buy any Clippers, man. I didn't really see anything. I'm like, yo, did you get the seniors? No, nah, I didn't get the se- the the cordless ones. Like, yeah, like, nah, nobody had them. He's like, really? Bam! Pulls <laughs> out two pairs. Here you go. I'm like, what? Where'd yeah. you get these? Don't worry about it. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I'm good like that. It's crazy. That's what I mean. I mean you are... yeah, there's another time, not a side note. So I was going to the show in Worcester. I forget who was performing. So I'm with my man, Jesse, the bartender, right? So we're hanging in, and there's a big line. And I'm like, yo, son, we getting in for free. Watch. He goes, yeah, right. No, you're not. And he's going back to the end of the line. I say, yo, son, I'm telling you, we getting in for free. Watch. He goes, you full of shit. I'm like, yo, watch. Fucking knew someone. I say, yo, what's up, man? Get me and my man in for free. What up? Hook it up. He's like, and then I'm like, I'm I'm calling him over. Yo, get over here. And we got him for free. He just remind he just reminded me the other day about it. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. 
I don't pay yeah. to play, man. Like, yo, fuck that. You getting me in for free. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm a somebody, bro. You need to get me in for free. Fuck. I love the entitlement. I love it. I love it, too. It's, a... <laughs> it's great when you're there. It's and you, you so ludicrous. All the benefits. It makes, dude, it makes no sense. You walk into these places. All I've seen you do it so many times. And you're like, this like, kid is crazy. Like, he's not getting it for free. There's no way. You know where you didn't get in though for free the for, uh, for probably one time in your life? Where? At my house, man, when I was having a house party and you and <laughs> and you and Jackson came up. I, I didn't even know I only met you maybe once before and Jack. Uh, oh yeah, Street. on Frederick Street when you live with XL, I remember. Yeah. We came yeah. late though. We came mad late and then Jackson and I was like, Oh shit, XL, yo, from the creators, yo, this is crazy. I didn't even know him yet. And he was out of his mind. And then and then you're like, nah, son, we got shut down, see it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this <laughs> is a waste of time, Jackson. Yeah, we got we got shut down twice that night. We used to get the cops come up there once in a while. You know what's crazy? On that street, I think that same apartment is all redone. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, no, there's actually, there's actually three of them on that same same street. They all yeah. got brand new spots. Yeah, I heard that. I heard they did the whole thing over, man. They're really trying to gentrify. Nah, but they should. Yo, I'm telling you, like that side of the of the Framingham South Side has been neglected for 35 years. I know. I, I mean, don't fix it up, but make sure you don't push people out, though. You know. No, no, nah, but you know what? Don't push them out, but still make it look nice and make it happen. But you know what I'm saying? But still, like it kind of helps. Helps it out too, though. Yeah, there's too much drugs and violence and shit over there, man. Like it's it's bad. I know it's not as bad as the '80s and the early '90s, but it's you know it should get changed, man. Like, but the even the road work is getting done. No, the roads haven't been done in thirty something years. <laughs> Literally, I know because I've been there my whole life. No, I know, but they they did Route Thirty about twice a year though. Okay, <laughs> they they did it in front of Bickford's or whatever it is now. Yeah, but that's that's I'm talking more in center, like more... no, that's so that's the joke I'm making. Oh, oh yeah, like, they move that median six inches to the left or to the right every year, mm-hmm. but they don't fix the pothole in Frederick Street that'll knock yeah. the tire off yeah. the truck. You know, it's <laughs> you know? But, I mean, it looks like it's good. Everybody seems to like the new mayor, the city status, and all that seems to be very well received. So Yeah, it's pretty good. That's we'll good. see what she really does. But, I mean, she won't really do anything for a couple years because it's all yeah. new. But we'll see what happens. All right. So, yo, so other – so all right. So let me run down the more. You got music. You got the clothing. You cut hair. Yes, I'm a barber. I'm a mobile barber. The first yep. ever dude in the Framingham match. <laughs> so whoever and... did it after me, copy my style. But it's okay. <laughs> um... Um, yeah, so I, I fell in love with, with, with the art of cutting. Probably just about the same time I was doing music. But, you know, I never really connected. Really. Right. I just love being in a barbershop. I love the barbershop gossip talk and what happens in a barbershop? Actually, a black barbershop. Let's be specific. Yeah. And and the urban black barbershop was just something like 
this is just like hip hop. This is exactly what hip hop's all about. And it's a way of place to to talk your talk and whatever's going on in your life and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just the stuff you see is just like and t- like I DJ that black at Tony's blacktop barbershop and Framium for a party. Me and right. me and somebody. But um it just was a place to be. Yeah. And well, I, I've I just always loved said that. the cuts. I loved everything about it. I just I didn't know at that point or that time until much, much later in my life, around two thousand and five. Um, had some trials and tribulations and just like everyone else in the world and you know shit happens and I had to overcome it but at that point I had no job um, we was leaving Framingham and I didn't know what was going to happen I was super depressed, I was a super bad alcoholic I was huge <laughs> which is weird <laughs> to say and see but I was uh, I was a very fat dude you were quite portly. Yeah. So I was wearing pants for six months. <laughs> same pants for like six months, sad to say. But yeah, I was a mess. And uh, yeah, I just started one day. I started doing haircuts on me. How I started doing the straight razor. I started straight razor my face first. Learning how to maneuver with it on my own. No one taught me anything. I'm all myself made top dude. So no one really taught me DJing, producing. Maybe my engineer taught me the fundamentals, but not really. And then you know, say more recording, engineering and stuff. But um Right. But yeah, so just learning trial, you know, just go, going at it. Being in the studio for twenty four hours and cutting hair on people, giving haircuts for free for three years. Then I just started, after three years, I said, yo, man, has got to stop paying me now. And that yeah. was one of my hustles to make it happen as far as money Remember that. coming in. And then I, then I got a job after DJing for you, for the post office. Once, once I got laid off, Obama came into office and he was extending, you know, the unemployment. So I was... Every time I get extended, I was extended for two years. So I say, you know what? <laughs> I got an idea. I'm just going to go to shows. Yeah. I was making a lot of money at the post office. So I was getting the highest money every week, like 500 a week. And I wasn't doing nothing. So I said, yo, I might as well stay up all night. Do me. I did a mixtape. Let me tell you this. I did a mixtape <laughs> for a year. Every day for a year. I would record it in, master the volumes, make them sound crispy, or as crispy as I thought it was, like good enough at least, and then bounce each track individually, do the artwork. I even learned artwork on my own, how to do gra- how to do gravity. It wasn't the greatest because in the beginning, I was writing on the CDs because I was broke. <laughs> so when I was broke, I was just writing on I went from writing on CDs to actually buying an Epson printer. And with the Epson printer, I still didn't know what I was doing. So when I would do it, I would, it would have a red light and stop burning like the ink. And I'm like, the hell call Epson. I'm like, yo, I don't know what's going on. Oh, you have a defect. We're going to send you a new one. I'm like, what do you mean? You're going to send me, what about the ink? Oh, the new one's going to have all the new ink. I go, oh, really? Oh, okay. So I had a hustle there. I said, yeah. oh man, 
Like, so it kept breaking. Cool. Yeah, so I yeah, it kept, kept breaking. So I kept getting new ink. ones. I kept getting new ones. <laughs> I take the ink, and now ink's a hundred dollars or more, cause yo, all of them plus you gotta buy the black ink separate. So you're talking yeah. one twenty five. That ain't cheap when you broke. No, I know. And I would get the hookups in CVS, not CVS, Staples for the blank CDs to print on the CDs. They'd have the ill steals. So I would like just cop massive of them. Yo, I remember one time I would do five CDs of each mixtape. Now print all the the CDs of the of the name of the shit on it, and I didn't even have covers yet. Then yeah. I got into the covers. Yeah, I remember I started, that. I started doing the covers. I started taking my time and doing the covers, going to Staples, making it happen. Have them do this, cut them out in two and two and two back to back. Cut, have them cut it for me. Put it in the CD, make it look super professional. Yeah. And I, so just for the people to be clear, when he's saying mixtape, he means an actual mixtape from like, <laughs> and not like actual like, mixtape, not an album that they call a mixtape, but actual mixtape yeah. that's been mixed in with scratching blends, etc. Yeah. So we're talking because you had thousands of records. Yeah. So. You so talking, I would take so this you'd is what make I, like I, what the I best do. of Fat Joe or yeah. Like... So this is how I separated myself from everybody in the game, as far as I can see it. Maybe in the industry, I would play regular shit, but I also would play my shit, like stuff yeah. that I produce personally and etc. And I would mix them together. I would throw a whole collab of three people from my area that I produce. Or or some of their songs that I was digging, like JDO stuff with G Square, whoever. JDO is me, by the way. When yes. he says <laughs> J Cut Press is JDO. If you haven't figured that out, when he's call, he calls me J or JD, it's because that's that's how he knew me forever. JDO, the best rapper alive. <laughs> no, but so, anyway, so so that's what I would do. So that would separate me from everyone else because nobody was doing that, especially from where yeah. I'm at. They would just play the hot stuff. Which right, but hold on, cool. hold on, hold on. Let me let me just try to break this down so people really understand the hustle that you did. You did one every day for a year. So you took all the records out that you wanted to play, you put them on a turntable, you played them in, you cut and scratched the next one in. And I would even do a CDJ. Day. I would even do a CDJ. I even had to borrow stuff from people because I didn't have the equipment. Like right, the CDJ. So, so it's not like, I just want to be clear. So kids aren't, because, you know, kids today, they download everything. Yeah, they don't they know. Take it, yeah, they put it on, they put it in the iTunes playlist and they burn it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about actually actual working the records together and blending them so they sound yeah, like every they day, together. Every day for a year. And so, so I would do it. So I would do it every every day for a year, but at the end of the week, I would have like at least five. So I would have a calendar and go online or figure out when the shows were, and I'd mark them all down. This day, this day, this day. And I would literally go for two years to every show, no matter what day it was. Yeah. And I would have massive CDs. They yeah, used box. to call me the do with the box. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what the. That should be the name of your album. Well, I had a mixtape called that. I had a I had a two two part mixtape series. Yeah, but nobody's gonna remember that. You should call your new True. album. No, but I redid. I redid all. So I went from having shitty writing on CDs to okay, better than writing on CDs because I didn't know what I was doing yet for the art. 
I, graphic design. I was kind of so now. Now I even learned now. So now you're going past that. Now I even learn even more. I learn how to cut out cut out people and pictures. I learned how to add extra things to like the colors around the pictures. And then I oh backgrounds. I started learning. Now I'm getting now. So then one time I said, you know what? I think I'm really good right now. <laughs> this is how I think I'm really good. I'm gonna try out one CD and redo it. And what I did, the first one I did was called the Hamon Sasson. Yeah. And it was, and I just like, I, when I came out with it, I said, I know what I'm doing now. It looks amazing. It looks so much better, like a hundred times better. I go, I know how to proportion stuff. I know how to put it. I know how to make it look. And that's just how I, and I became a fiend for it. I became a fiend (laughs) actually to do. I would do, I would redo, I did, I I think I did like two months, three months straight redoing covers of covers I already did. And, and it's a lot of work. If people don't know, it's really a lot of work, especially when you're cutting people out of stuff and it's just, it's just so much work. And then I got to the point that I did it so much that I was like, yo, I need a break, man. Like, this is a lot of work. And I'd stay up massive hours. Like, dude, I wouldn't sleep. No, I remember that. So let me, let me transition a little bit here because I think we're beating this mixtape thing down a little too hard. But yeah. what one thing, the, re- the reason we connected first was because of hip-hop, right? Because yep. I used to chill with Jackson. We used to rap together. Then I heard about DJ Scarecrow. Oh, Overcame. wow. People that, that know me from way back. Who become, yeah, who became Mateo Getz. Um, I seen you sell a CD to a complete stranger at a gas station while they were pumping gas while I was pumping my gas and was like, yo, this dude's a nut. And uh, and they bought it, uh, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then, and then the reason we connect was because I was starting to make music again for real, like really doing it. And, yeah. and you were the only dude that would be up. And also you had Pro Tools. You didn't use like... Uh, logic or anything like that, and I had Pro Tools, so I could yep. call you at 4:30 a.m. and be like, "Um, I can't figure this thing out. I can't get the compression on here, or how do I nudge this over?" And you'd be like, "Um, do this, do that," or you'd be like, "Yo, you know what? Save the session and just come over my house." Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sure be at house and the sun was coming up, and work on something till like seven, go home, sleep for an hour and a half, and then go to work at nine. You know what I mean? Like I, and, I yeah, and I'd be up still for three. I remember one time I was up for three days straight, yeah. drinking and recording and mastering my craft and producing and getting the shit right. I remember I worked on one beat. Jackson came in the morning, he's like, "Die, you still on this beat?" Yeah, man, I'm trying to perfect this shit. Yeah. So I remember all that. So that that's 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 why me and you connect, man. The hard work, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other thing was that I started giving you and Jackson haircuts. True. At, at the house. And then you started going, man, I'm going to do it. You know, and we, like, you you started cutting your own hair, and you're like, what do you think of this hair? I'm like, it's pretty good. Who did it? Like, I did it. Like, what? Did I? Like, it was, like, you're extremely good barber. Thank you. I appreciate that. What, what always bothered me is that you won't go get your license and go do it for a living. I know. <laughs> you won't do it. You'll stay at the job, which you hate. Mm-hmm. And you like cutting hair is freedom for me. Like I want everybody to experience that freedom. No, I know. You know, and when you come to the shop, everybody like you weren't there. You you've been missing a few appointments or whatever. Yeah, 
People are like, what is Getz all right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a I'm like, I, I don't know. I think he's all right. He says he's oversleeping a lot, man. I don't know. I hope he's good. You yeah, hey, that's appreciative. But, I appreciate that. So, yeah, man. So we we got to wind this thing down a little bit. I okay. want to bullet point a few things. There, One, there needs to be a part two of us. <laughs> yo, there could be a part two for real. For yo, sure. for real, we have I, so much history. I think we could have like a whole series, like a part two, three <laughs> to five. Who knows? Well, that's what I'm talking about. We should have gets flicks. I'm doing it. We I'm should not... have we should have a show with me, you, and our fathers. And my father will just it will be called. Can I tell you something? <laughs> that's what. I, that's good. That's what I'll Yo, be your father's a fucking man, boy. Oh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't do it that. anymore, but for a good solid decade, every time I'd be like, hey, Dad, I got a new car. He'd be like, can I tell you something? It's really, it's really not a good price. <laughs> I wasn't. Can, can I tell you something? Can I be honest with you? I don't really like going to your barbershop because I don't feel like it's very clean, and I feel like... <laughs> You don't <laughs> tell me how you really feel, Pops. Just tell me how All you really time. feel. Can I tell you something? When I was a kid, can I tell you something? Yeah, your face looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence before I uh, go to school. Pops. What do you mean? That's He's like, awesome. did you wash your face today? Yeah, you got a lot of zits. Okay, you I know. got a lot. <laughs> like you're not it's supposed like... to have zits when you're a kid. <laughs> like, like, like. Okay, like that's how I grew up. Like that's so. Uh, and and my father, when you bring that up, he feels bad because he doesn't remember it. And it's not like not only he that, doing... he's, you're clowning your son. Like he don't, he didn't know at the time he was really clowning. He was just nah, being he was, honest. He wants the best for me. He yeah. wants me to be the best at everything. So he always shits on anything that's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's yeah. what I've realized over the years, right? Because I got a good father, and I'm, I'm very very happy with nah, that. But great, I just think it'll be so father. funny to get him. Just the way he sees things and how he talks about stuff, dude, and you just like hype manning it, just like laughing with the, <laughs> the gets laughing. Oh, uh, my father's <laughs> a, my father's another trip, Mister A. Fucking yeah. trip, man. I, I wish I recorded your birthday dinner last year. Oh yeah, at the Aegean. Yo, oh, my oh. man ate three baskets of bread before he ordered food. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even offer. He didn't even offer the present. <laughs> They're like, uh, can you, every time the guy came by, yeah, yeah, we're still waiting for some more people. Can you bring some bread? Yo, my pops is a trap. I love him to death, but he's, Oh, of course. Yo, man, he's crazy. You know what? You know what I loved about your father, man? We would, we, I mean, we're doing really weird shit for who, who we were and where we were at in life. Like, making rap music was kind of strange for, like, mm-hmm. our blue-collar dads who, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. White, suburban thing. But your father was like, yep, that's my son, Matthew. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best DJ. He's the best producer. Oh, all that shit. Yeah, we built that for him. He's the best. You know, like. He... <laughs> well, what's crazy is how how my my parents let us rock because it was a safe. At least they know we're safe. Like we're not on the street right. getting arrested doing dumb shit. They'll let us rock. Right. They'll let us drink. They'll let us. They know we're responsible. They know we're not fucking idiots. So nah. they'd rather us home, doing whatever we wanted to do. Because we're safe under their house, you know what I mean. And it saved, and it saved a lot of our lives. I, I feel. Yeah. Between my my parents and Button's parents, I think that was the best thing that happened to us. Period. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Because that's how I met all you guys. So, all right, so we got one minute left here. Let me tell people where they can find. Technically, you. two, almost one. Yeah. So, oh, where they can find me? Um. 
You can find me at any bar. No, I'm just <laughs> you can find me anywhere, any hip hop show. Don't be afraid to come and say what up. I'll sign you. I'll give you an autograph. Whatever you need. All right, so we're in the 2000s now. So what's your website? And what's the web, Okay, the website Instagram. we got is affirmativejackson.com. Affirmative, like, you know, affirmative action, but J-A-X-N.com. You could um, check out all our music videos. We got massive videos that we did through the years. The earlier years, not so great quality, but whatever. But now we got some new joints that are really fire. Um you could check my website out. It's starting to get done soon. ORShirts.com, OriginalRecipeShirts.com or T-shirts. And then I got a MateoGets.com coming soon when the album drops. The album's going to be crazy. It's called The Gets Collection. It's a collection of records I've done with my idols in hip-hop that I became friends with from back in the day that I listened to growing up to. Um, to people that I build rela- relationships with through the years that became not just artists that pr- I produced for, but became friends personally. And That's cool. It's going to be great. I got a lot of projects dropping next year, at least four to five to seven. <laughs> um, be on the lookout for that. It's, it's really going to be a good year. I've been preparing for this for a long time. It's been a 20-year wait. And the world needs to hear my stuff now. So that's what's going down. Yeah. And if you ever want to see him in person, come by my barbershop on a Friday morning around 10. Yeah. Or or you can see me at an establishment talking away. (laughs) (laughs) So so here's what I want you to do, man. You said the other night, this is probably two weeks ago, you were like, man, you you know, we're so, you know, we've been tight for a long time. Anything you ever need, I got you. And what I told you was what I want you to do. Is to sit down with me one time. We'll take one of your ideas and we'll we'll map it out, soup to nuts, and we'll make a business plan that's gonna put a lot. Because you've been hustling for a long time. Oh yeah. And I want one of your ideas to be the idea that goes off and works for you, so you don't have to be doing everything all the time. You know what I mean? So that would be dope if you could do that. We could sit down and just map one out. We get one of your websites up. I could do that, but we need to be together to do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we could just really, I just want to help you. Uh, you inspire me in a lot of ways, man. You know? Oh, I appreciate like, you know, that. There's a lot of times where I want to tell you to shut up. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. But <laughs> there's a lot of times where I'm like, wow, this kid never stopped. And you never not believe in yourself. And that's, that's right. It's pretty impressive. So, with no, without, with uh, you know, with all that said, man, um, I'm proud to have you as a friend and a, and a, and a weekly client at the shop. And uh, this is the kind of stuff I love talking about. So, Same thanks. here, man. I appreciate you just as much as you appreciate me, man. You did a lot for my career. You're one of the people that made Mateo Gets who it is. I never forget where I come from or my, my, my journey. So, like, a lot of people I have to thank, period, like, that helped me. Whether it was little things or big things or small things, just it pushed me to where I am today, no matter how small the favor was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, could be from a haircut to knowledge to whatever. You know what I mean? Like help helping me out in my career, which you have done. And I'm always gratefully appreciated it. And I always tell you that, you know, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know it. Yeah, that's what, you know, exactly. And we're good like that. So, all right, man. So, Instagram is at Mateo Getz, at, right? At Mateo Getz. Twitter, at Mateo Getz. M-A-T-T-E-O-G-E-T-Z. G-E-T with a Z. Yeah. And that's on any social media. I'm not on Facebook right now. I kind of fall back on that little site. But, um, <laughs> but I'm definitely on Instagram, Twitter here and there. Mostly Instagram, but... You can definitely buy my products in the near future on my, my website that I'm trying to work on and get it done. Um, should be up and running by January when I drop the, drop the project. That's going to be first. The Gets Collection is going to be first project drop. And then after that, it's going to be me, Ajax Lowe, Kamal Waleed, and Father Time project. And then after that, it's going to be a third sound of third. And then after that, it's going to be the comic project. So. And I did a either real project that we did years ago, and I just retouched everything up, so that's ready to go too. So, either real pains, it's it's it's, it's gonna be a good year, man. A whole just a flood of music. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, well, yo, that's late. Get some rest. I gotta be at work in eight hours. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta go to work too. Shit. Uh, all right. Yo, all right, man. man. Love you, man. Be safe. And all right, bro. the people have a good one. All right, man. Peace. All right, bet. Come on.